Hey, welcome to The Conversation. This is Andy Mason, and you're listening to Authentic Conversations Around the Messy Intersection of Faith, Family, and Business. Today, I am sitting in our home, Reading, California, and that's what this episode is going to be about. We are literally sitting in a miracle house. So I'm going to explain why that's a miracle, primarily provision, but it wasn't just something that dropped out of the sky. It was a step-by-step, day-by-day trusting God in the process. So why am I sharing this with you? Uh, This episode follows a few where we've talked about um, how to make decisions with God and also dreaming with God in the process to really take ownership for the dreams and desires of our hearts. That's what it means to be children of God, to live like that out of service, out of knowing that your purpose and significant and actually taking ownership of that and making practical steps towards it. So how do you navigate that? Uh, Last episode, I gave an example. This episode is an example with a dream house. In particular, I've had a few of you actually reach out and ask me to share this. So I trust this is of value. And the beauty is I am sitting here in my office looking out on the front lawn where there aren't any today, but we'll see quail, we see turkeys go past, we see deer. It is a beautiful, beautiful spot, and I am incredibly grateful. So let's backtrack, and I want you, as you're listening, don't get overwhelmed by my situation and what God's doing for us, but take this as an encouragement. If God can do that for Andy, he can do that for anyone. Uh, Here's some of the keys. So wonder as we're walking through this process, be aware of what were the steps and what was the significant points and what did Andy do in those situations that helped him move forward? Uh, did I do it all well? Of course not. Uh, fear, insecurity, anxiety. I think actually the journey of stepping in beyond yourself forces you to face insecurities and fears that you have. And certainly this process has done it with the house. But I'm just so grateful for what God has done in the process that literally makes that scripture come true. Day by day, the Lord takes care of the innocent. Even in times of famine, they always have more than enough. So I bless you with that. And let's just launch right in to this testimony. So firstly, just a little bit of context. Uh, Before we came to the USA in 2008, we already had a home in New Zealand that was debt-free. Now, we did that through crazy favor, lots of saving, living off one income, uh, being careful about what we spent, like I would say overly careful, Uh, stingy is what I would use of myself now, looking back and uh, stingy towards ourselves, so very, very careful and prudent. And also we flipped houses and did the work ourselves. So that got us into a place where crazy favor and income, we ended up with a house with no debt. Well, that gave us crazy ability to be able to move to the States when we heard God speak in 2008, leave everything and go to a new country. I was thinking we would sell a house in New Zealand, we'd bring the equity that we had over to the States and we'd get an income here and it'll work out rosy. Not true. That didn't happen. So a few key points. One was obedience and sacrifice. Uh, the greater the obedience, the greater the sacrifice, the greater the power. There is something about this walk with Jesus that doesn't matter where 
you are, who you think you are. Jesus was the greatest, and yet he sacrificed the most. So never think that our life in Christ avoids sacrifice at any point. We started off this journey sacrificing and out of obedience came to the States, sold our house, thinking something was going to work out. It didn't work out like we imagined. Actually, it's worked out better. Uh, when we arrived here, we had a promise. Uh, we since we're here for an extended period of time. And then literally people would give us prophetic words that you're here for an extended period of time. This is what's going to happen with your green card. And I feel like you need to ask the Lord for a house. Uh, you need to make de declaration. You're going to have land in this land. And testimony after testimony and provision after provision of words that would be all around land, property, a house, and so on. To the point it just got ridiculous, but nothing actually happened, and it was frustrating. But needless to say, we went five and a half years. Uh, in the last year of that, we ended up getting given uh, what amounted to a 20% deposit on a house and went from renting a house to owning a house within a period of a month. Crazy story. That's not what I want to focus on. What we when we got into that house, it was two thousand square feet, stamp, uh, like the a back section that was this you know postage stamp size, very small, but it was adequate. Uh, we were incredibly grateful, and we were back in a home. And I'm so grateful for what God provided in that process. Well, we were content for a good couple of years in that home, not thinking anything. And then I connected with a business that I was working with as an advisor. Uh, there was no exchange of dollars. And so they started to tell me, Andy, we're so excited about this company. Uh, it wouldn't have happened like this without you. We want to value you. So uh, we want to buy you a house uh, when this, this, this happens. I'm thinking, that's awesome. Thank you. Let's talk about it when that happens. Well, six months go by of them saying that, and my wife happens to be sitting with me at one point, and uh, this uh, business person says the same thing again, we're going to buy you a house. Well, it's hard to say that, well, say it to one person, but say it to two, suddenly this disruption of our contentedness forced us into dreaming bigger. Why was that? Because he wasn't just saying we're going to buy you a house. They sent us a letter giving us access to be able to look at homes. And the letter said up to the value of $800,000. I mean, who does that? That's crazy. And yet we've got these prophetic words of what God has said. And we've got a dream in our heart of what that could look like. And we wrote down uh, the things that we'd look like, look for in a dream house. Uh, and we started looking, nothing. Started looking again, uh, found a house, but they wouldn't be willing to sell it. Okay, keep looking, keep looking, keep looking. That went on for about 18 months. This perseverance, the delay, actually produces something of value in us on the journey. The delay actually weeds out, do you really want this? Or do you just like, yeah, maybe. Just weeds out the tire kickers from those that are genuine, committed, and serious. So we just kept looking. Well, we get to the start of 2018 and we drive up this particular drive, look at this property, and instantly we feel 
this peace that we know is God. It was so quiet. Uh, the trees all around it just reminded us of New Zealand. It backed onto a recreation area. It was like dream come true, running, mountain biking, hiking on the back steps. There's a swimming pool, solar power, uh, more than enough bedrooms for all of the kids, plus hosting executive retreats and more. We're like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the house. So we go back to the business and say, hey, we found the house. Um, what do we need to do to actually transact on this? And they say, oh, I am so sorry. Uh, one of our business partners has just, uh, we found out that he's been uh, fraudulent with $500,000 and we're in no ability to do anything. Oh, no. What are you going to do? I've got the dream. I've been disrupted from contentedness. We've now found the house. And now the very thing that I thought was going to provide has come to nothing. What do I do? Well, in that moment, I hear God so clearly say, Andy, that business is not your source of provision. I am. That resets me. But at the same time, we don't have the ability to do anything. God, I can't do anything. And so I go to the prayer house and I'm praying like, God, what do we do? And I hear God remind me of the story of the man at the pool of Bethesda. Uh, and literally, there's a crippled man. He's been there 30 years. Uh, you can read this in your Bible. And uh, But the problem is, he's got so accustomed to failure, lack, disappointment, that when Jesus, who is healing, walks up to him and says, what do you want? He doesn't even say he wants healing. He just defaults straight to the reason why he hasn't got it till now. There is nobody here to carry me. Jesus was coming to Andy saying, what do you want? And Andy was saying, but there's no funding. The business can't carry us. Carry is a term for finance in the, in the finance industry. So it spoke so clearly to me. And Jesus was saying, Andy, he ignored everything, every excuse of what I had and just literally said, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. What did that mean? A stand up meant Take ownership. Put weight on what you haven't put weight on ever before in your life. For me, that was awkward. It was embarrassing. Uh, you know, this is way beyond what we need. The size of the house, the beauty of the property, the location, the, even the, the cost of it is it's just ridiculous. And yet I'm hearing God say, stand up, take ownership, like make a de declaration, own it on the inside before you own it on the outside. Pick up your mat. As in, what do you already have? And do what you can with what you already have, which in our case was sell the house that we had. And literally that sold in a weekend for full price. And then uh, walk, stand up, pick your up your mat and walk, which is day by day, be listening to the voice of God and take the steps and the action that you need to move towards it. So we started to do that. Uh, we had about $100,000 of cash, but this house was an asking price uh, around $780,000. So the gap between what I had and what I needed is just ridiculous. No bank would lend us the money on the salary that we had. So we are in uh, either this is God or Andy, you're the 
stupidest clown on the planet. And really, what on earth are you doing? Get back to within your own means. Go on a financial peace seminar with Dave Ramsey and apply basic stewardship that you've been doing all your life till now. And yet, I had the voice of God and I had a dream that I believe he said, go for it. So we're in a situation, I can't afford it, what do we do? Well, we start to brainstorm different ideas. One is, uh, would the owner be willing to leave the money in for us to rent to buy of him? So we approach him politely through the real estate agent. He says, no. Okay, is there anything else we could do? Would he be willing to rent it? No. Well, what are we going to do? We've got nowhere else to do. We extend the, we're renting back the house that we just sold, but we're sitting here wondering, where do we go next? Uh, we're processing this, and as we're in that place, the owner comes back and says, okay, here's a deal. I'm be willing to rent it to you for $3,000 per month for the next 12 months, as long as you pay a $80,000 non-refundable deposit or an option to buy. I'm like, oh my gosh. It is easy to say God spoke to me when it doesn't involve money, when it doesn't involve risk or sacrifice or stepping out. But now, did I hear God or not? So I go back, rear-checked our assumptions, and I'm like, this is God. We've got to do this, except I don't even have the money to pay $3,000 per month. I have the deposit that, that the, to give me the option, and I that's gone. If it's gone, it's gone. So this is either the... the stupidest thing in their lives, or this is God and only time's going to tell. So I just say, God, I need more. I cannot do this in my own ability. We need to trust you, but we need something to know this is you to help us even get over the hurdle of getting into the house of the $3,000 a month. So I say that we would need, and this we asked for and wrote it down, $24,000. Nothing happens. Two weeks go by. A friend walks up to me and says, Andy, uh, you've just been such a gift to us in our business and the journey that we've been on. We're so grateful. Uh, I heard about what you're doing. Now, why did he hear about what we're doing? Because I thought he wasn't an ability to do anything, so he was safe to talk to about it. I was wrong. He comes to me and he hands me a check for around $12,000 and tells me that he told somebody else to do the same. What just happened? We end up with $24,000. What I asked the Lord for came in a way that surprised me. And now we've got to proceed. The greatest risk, greatest potential reward, or the greatest financial loss of our lives. So we get into the house. I go on some trips. We come back. Six weeks go by. We're starting to enjoy and celebrate it. And then we have the greatest wildfire in <laughs> that I've ever experienced, 220,000 acres, burns around the property, uh, the fire crew save our house, but burning all the landscape, it's crazy, we're displaced. Three months later, we get back into the house. A couple months after that, we have Snowmageddon, the greatest snowfall in the about 50 years of the region, breaking trees that hadn't been burned. I'm like, God, really? Is this you or are we just doing the dumbest thing ever? The real estate agent who's a friend calls me and says, Andy, you've got the ability because of these disasters to actually exit this deal and get your money back. 
I mean, what would you do? Seriously thought about it for 30 seconds and said, no, I just have the sense that this is ours. We need to get and move forward. There's something in it. In the process of that, here's what happened in the fire. The fire meant that insurance paid out on the landscaping because of the value of the property that was $50,000. But I don't get the money until I own the house. So if I cannot come up with the proceeds, I lose the $80,000 deposit plus the potential $50,000 from landscaping. Are we tracking? Like this is just pressure heating up. Not only that, but we had a sub-zero uh, fridge in the house that was 14 years old when we got in here. The owner said, uh, you take the risk on the fridge. If it breaks, it breaks. And so what happens? We have fire, seven days of no power. We have frozen meat in the fridge. What happens when there's no power and you have frozen meat? It defrosts and starts to rot. The leakage goes into the lining of the fridge, meaning that it's destroyed the fridge and insurance pays out a brand new fridge. What's the fridge? A sub-zero. What does that cost brand new? $14,000. It is one beautiful fridge that I would never, ever bought in our own ability because we just <laughs> wouldn't even think like that. And yet the midst of the fire, we are getting blessed. And we get new insulation, we get clean throughout, but we're looking around the house and it's black landscaping, trees are broken and smashed, and there's so much work to do. And then now we have to come up with the proceeds to settle on the house. What are you going to do? Bottom line for me, I have no idea but what I am doing is I'm stewarding testimonies. I'm stewarding what God has said. But I need more than testimony. I actually need cash. What am I going to do? So I'm meeting with a friend of mine, and he's a coach and a consultant. And I'm just talking about what's going on. And he says, so what do you expect to happen? I mean, uh, does anybody know about this? And I said, well, no. And we'd made an intentional decision not to talk to business people about what we do from a financial perspective, because we never wanted them to feel like they're an ATM machine as I'm leading heaven and business. And he says, well, so you expect the money to fall out of the sky, do you? And I'm like, uh, maybe. I don't know. Now I'm feeling really stupid. I haven't told anybody. And, and he's challenged me. He says, well, what I've found is always something that you can do. Why don't you ask the Holy Spirit for the names of people that you could talk to? No pressure, just have a conversation. And he said, he put it this way. He said, if I was your friend and I had something that would provide for what you need, but you never told me what you need, and we go six months down the track and I find out that you have lost significantly and I could have helped you, but you never asked for help, I'd think, who was the one that didn't behave like a friend? I'm like, oops. That's me. So I prayed. I got six names. I called the first one embarrassed, uh, feeling awkward and ashamed of what we've done. Like, because I just, I, I know I was following the voice of God, but I'm still learning. I'm still growing in this process. And this just feels foolish to be in this situation. I'm afraid of losing connection and even talking the vulnerable situation of this is where we're at. 
where I laid it out for my friend and it was such an encouraging phone call. Like they weren't in a position to do something, but so encouraging and helpful in the process. That continued for every one of five conversations. Finally, I'm still in a situation with no money, but I've been encouraged with five and my friendships have grown deeper in the process. I I contact number six and I don't know what's going to happen, but um, I put in the subject line of an email to reach out. This feels vulnerable. I didn't use the God story. I just actually used a business standpoint. This is what we'd need. If we can get through this and settle and close on the house, we'll get the $80,000 plus we get the 50000 which would pay for uh, um, loan servicing for 12 months so that we could resell the property and it'll have grown appreciated in value over the two years that we've been from renting to owning to then 12 months down the track. So we've got this straightforward business proposal of what it would be and would they have any suggestions about how we could go about it. Well, that turns into a conversation where they say, well, help me understand why you got into this house that you can't afford, can't afford. Why Why'd you go into this situation? And I said, yeah, I know. This is poking at my embarrassment. Uh, but I've been learning to follow the voice of God, and this is why and how we sense the Lord leading us into this. And he says, yeah, yeah, I get, I get that, I get that. And he gives me some advice. Over a course of three conversations, it turns into the owner, going back to the owner, the owner being willing to leave some money in at a pretty expensive rate, but we get into it and we're still short of 200000 I go back to a business person and they say, well, the Lord spoke to me today from Psalm 37, the righteous are generous and lend and their children after them are blessed. He says, the Lord is speaking to me about loaning you the money interest free. Are you hearing this? I say, can I cry? He says, sure. As I begin to weep, he says, look, the issue is not with you and me. The issue is you with God because you've been faithful. He is providing. I go through this crazy step by step by step trusting him and God has proven faithful every step of the way. We start with a dream. We start with sacrifice and obedience. We go through delay, discovery, disappointment, taking risk, navigating disasters, not knowing what to do. But each time going back to the Lord, listening to his voice, being vulnerable with wise counsel, being vulnerable with asking people for wisdom and help along the way, and then stepping out and taking the risk, working hard, clearing a property, working hard and doing what we need to do, and then seeing ourselves now in a dream house that we would have never imagined possible. So some of you are asking the question, so what happened? Well, we got into it. We got the $50,000 landscaping. We got the deposit that went into this. We're now in the house at a high rate. And what's happened, what I thought would happen would be some of the businesses that we would work with or we're working with would come through on what they were talking about. None of that has happened. But God has been faithful. We managed to refinance from the owner to a bank down to 2.75% interest and our payments on the loan, on the property tax and on, uh, so what is it, loan insurance property tax is about the same as what it was to rent the house, $3,200 per month. There's no way you could even rent a house 
in the city for something like that, for the kind of quality of house it is. And we're paying off principal and interest in the process. And what I've seen God do is just provide step by step by step with income, with uh, whether it's traveling and speaking, whether it's consulting and advisory, but it's more than taking care of what we need. So we keep seeing God provide, not always how I imagine or how I expect, but every single time I'm coming through and he has provided and proved faithful. So what about you? I've experienced the miraculous provision of God. If you don't have a copy of the book, God With You at Work, you can find that on Amazon. There's a testimony at the back of that about miracle provision of wood chips, the multiplication of wood chips. And I've told a bunch of people in the last 24 hours that testimony. It is so good. I encourage you, grab a copy of that book just for the testimony alone, which will inspire and encourage you. This is the God that we serve. There is no kid, no child that dreams of small things of insignificance. God is the God of abundance. And we don't get there by just dreaming for maintenance. He's the God of more than enough. And step by step by step, we grow in faithfulness. We grow in ability to trust him. We grow in taking risk. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, that's just a prosperity gospel. Well, the opposite is stupid, poverty gospel. What I know is following his voice is true. But what you'll find, it's I will bless you and in you and your seed, all the families of the earth will be blessed. I'm getting into a position. I'm growing with him. So I know that it's not just for me, but it's so that I can bless all the families of the earth. In the process, we've held executive retreats. We've blessed people. We've been able to host and do so many different things along the way because I trust for God to do something that's way bigger than I could do in my own ability. Do I deserve this? No. Do I Have I earned this? No, it's the goodness and the grace of God. Is there something special about me? No, but I've faithfully followed him and I've learned what it is to trust him in the way. And as I've stewarded day by day, he takes care of the innocent in times of famine, even in times of famine, they always have more than enough. So I bless you with that. If this has encouraged and inspired you as a case study, grab a copy of the book, Dream Culture, Bringing Dreams to Life by Andy and Janine Mason. You can get that on Amazon and it will literally walk you through the process of unlocking, discovering or rediscovering the dreams and desires of your heart turning that into practical action steps and then dealing with the challenges along the way. If you have any questions or comments, don't hesitate to contact me, Andy, at authentic-solutions.com and we will talk with you again next week.